This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some we'll find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10, 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues echidnas. And the fifth thing I like about this monotreme is how they defend themselves. Echidnas don't really have many natural predators, but they do have to worry about feral dogs trying to take a bite out of them. So if something like this happens, an echidna has four options. Option one is to run. Hmm. But let's do a little comparison of anatomy quickly, shall we? Many breeds of dogs have legs that are made for running. Now, of course, we all know that there are those that have gotten the short end of the genetic stick and they have the short little legs that don't take them very far, very fast. We will not name names. But most breeds can run pretty fast. So I would not say that echidna's legs are short, but they're not really as long as most of these dogs. And their bodies are a bit wobbly and round. So they certainly don't have the fastest gait of any animal, and they will definitely not be outrunning a feral dog. So option number one, running, may not be the best choice when trying to defend yourself. So let's take a gander at the second option. The second option is to dig. Now, Digging would certainly not be my first choice to protect myself from a predator, but I don't have large claws made for digging. Now think back, remember from the habitat episode that we found out that echidnas favor environments that have softer, looser soil. This allows them to find food easily, but it also allows them to dig quickly down into the soil. So option number two is to dig quickly down into the soil deep enough to cover their vulnerable underside, and then they pop up their spines. They pretty much dig down far enough that really their bums are the only thing sticking out, and those bums have those nice long spines on them. Hopefully what happens here is that the dog will get a snout full of ouchy spines and decide to pursue another meal. Option three is hide. I like this one. I'm a hider. So if echidnas can find cover quickly, they may be able to wedge themselves into a rock crevice or a hollow log. They'll squeeze in far enough to cover their face, their legs, and their belly, or really their whole entire thing if they can. But if they can't get their entire body in there, they will definitely get in there far enough to cover everything that's vulnerable and once again, leave those spines sticking out. 
So this makes it pretty difficult for a predator to get a good grip and then pull them back out. The fourth option is similar to the last two, but without all the digging and hiding. That statement probably gives it away. So, listener, you've probably figured out that their spines are their fourth option. If they cannot dig or run, they will simply curl up into a ball and pop their spines out. Not pop them out like take them out, but puff up. Like a puffer fish or like a hedgehog. You guys have ever seen a hedgehog do that. And then once again, it's very hard to get down to the vulnerable skin and the vulnerable meat under there because these are pretty long spines. So hopefully that dog will just go ahead and leave them alone. Now there is, of course, another predator that they do have to worry about, and that is humans. Traditionally, humans have used echidnas as a source of food. When aborigines are doing this, they generally let nature take its course, they work within that circle of life, and they never take more than they need. But some of our echidnas, as we've learned in earlier episodes, are dwindling. Their populations are disappearing. So we really have to take that into consideration when we're doing any kind of native hunting. On the other hand, the short-beaked echidna is one of Australia's most abundant mammals, so I guess these defense options must be working out for them. This episode is a little bit shorter than some of the other ones, but that's all for this episode on defense. Thanks for listening, because this is my fifth favorite thing about echidnas. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. Join me next week for another episode about echidnas. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, piano extraordinaire.